0: Control-Alt-Delete with Miss Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 97.7.
1: At 13 after 7, good morning, Mitch. Hey, Terry, how are you? Uh, Fine and dandy for a uh, Monday. Did you see the uh, Frontline documentary on the rise and fall of Jeff Bezos? I had a lot of travel and
0: craziness. I have it recorded. Good. gonna try and watch it last night because I know we were gonna talk about it and I didn't
1: get to it. listen, I highly recommend it it really you know frontline on PBS does a very very uh, you know great journalism. they're very very balanced and uh, uh, watching it it's a two hour thing watching it in uh, one minute I respected it and admired him and the next minute I hated him and was frightened of them.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I had people literally stopping me in the street saying, "Thank you so much for talking about it on show. We 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 watched it. We loved it." So, it's it's good to know that people are being exposed to the bigger picture. We tend to sort of just shop online and click that button and don't think twice.
1: Yeah. Um the richest man on the planet and uh, he has just pledged 10 billion dollars uh, to uh, a, a fighting climate change. A lot of people think it was a PR stunt ahead of the documentary. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that was going to be my question to you. I thought the timing was very peculiar. You have to understand that there is this giving pledge that's been going around for quite some time where executives are being asked, part of it is, is is with Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, to give away... Uh, almost all of their wealth, or at least half of their wealth, to just better causes. And Jeff Bezos has been one of the people that has actually not done this pledge. In fact, his ex-wife, who who took over a lot of his fortune after their divorce, had committed to the pledge. And there's lots of commentary about uh, his sort of generosity or what he's doing for charity. And then, of course, right before this frontline documentary comes out, he gives away ten billion dollars, which is about you know seven eight percent of his total wealth. Um, I think it's very hard to look a gift horse in the mouse when yeah. mouth when it's
1: yeah. that number, don't you? Yeah, I, I agree. It's, I, you know, I, I said last night, Jess said to me last night, she was looking online and said, hey, uh, Kirk Douglas gave $60 million. His whole fortune went to charity. It didn't go to the family. Right. And, you know, when you think about people who are wealthy uh, like that, who have a, uh, you know, who, who who think they have a responsibility to spread the wealth around, it's hard to argue with that.
0: Well, look, we saw also, if if you were watching the Democratic uh, debates for, for, for the U.S. election coming up, This was sort of the thing that i it sort of made me laugh, not choosing one side or the other, but they would constantly peck at Bloomberg for being a billionaire. And he just kept saying, I'm giving it all away. Like, I don't know what you're saying. And I thought it was this. It it, might have been construed as arrogance, but I actually thought, like, when have you ever heard that in the history of the world where people are really actively standing out who have accumulated tremendous wealth and talking about giving it away? And I do. I find it frustrating. I was reading an article this weekend in the uh, in New York Magazine, the Intelligencer, and they were talking about how his ten billion dollar climate change uh, climate pledge uh, is actually tiny, because if you look at the problem, it's a seventy three trillion dollar problem. So even though it's an unprecedented, it, it's sort of like I. It, it's very hard for me. I look at some of this stuff and think, you know, it's never enough when people do the right thing yeah. or, or what is like, who votes on what is enough? And $10 billion is an absurd amount of money.
1: Well, I've, yeah, I've, I've never understood, you know, when you write a check for a hundred bucks to a charity, they never say to you, well, why didn't you give us 500?
0: Yeah. Or you could do more.
1: Yeah. Or you like, could do like more. Exactly. Public, yeah.
0: Everybody on Facebook knowing and then saying exactly how much you should give, right? It's just
1: absurd human quality. It's terrible. Um, Let's talk about Facebook maps. I don't want to. Doesn't Facebook own enough for the planet? What's happening here?
0: Well, this is sort of uh, an area of technology that we've talked a lot about before, augmented reality, which is your ability to hold up your phone and sort of see the world. It's almost like a camera view, but it adds on this sort of layer of information. And Facebook last week bought an augmented reality startup that's actually building a 3D map of the entire world. And it's a pretty amazing thing. We'll leave a link in the show notes so you can actually go and click on this sort of video demo of what they're talking about. But it's this idea that they are very much pushing forward. They had their big Oculus Connect 6 event, which was for their Oculus, their virtual reality, augmented reality uh, technology, and they are they're pushing into it. This is an area that I'm super bullish on. I think it's going to be very, very commonplace that we have information either through glasses or through our phones layered onto our reality and it's a pretty amazing thing. I mean, the demo is they'll show you know a picture of a monument and it'll say when it opened, who the architect was, when it was constructed, who designed the sculpture. What the sculpture is, why it's there—it's uh, an amazing thing. But you're absolutely right. You think about Google Maps. You think about Google Maps purchasing ways, and then now this whole thing. And you're like, you know, the sort of monopolistic or, or duopoly of the world seems to carry on.
1: Let's talk briefly about this one because uh, I got to admit I'd forgotten about this till I read your note last night. HQ Trivia, the game show that was going to change the world, is now gone. What happened? Yeah.
0: This is an amazing thing. As I was sort of reading about it, I thought,
1: yeah, what happened to HQ
0: Trivia? It was this live video game that everybody played together, and they would sort of divvy up this prize. And as it got more and more popular, the prize money went up and up. The host of it, Scott Rogowski, became a a famous prize. He was here for the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, sold out, that whole stuff. This company's had some really strange turns of events. Their uh, co-founder, who was also the co-founder of Vine, died in 2018 from a drug overdose, a sort of very strange, mysterious story. Uh, they had been looking for some kind of, of uh, you know, new money to inject into it. They'd even launched a new game very recently that I thought was sort of cool. It was this sort of uh, picture game where it's a picture challenge. So they would say, Somebody, uh, everybody take your best baby Yoda impression. And then people vote on it. And it's, just, it's sort of a cute little game and didn't work. And now they're saying that there's just no more investors, no more money, and it's going away. And, of course, they say that. And then a couple of days later, people are tweeting, well, maybe not. But it does look like HQ trivia that was seen to be this hot new thing is now
1: not <laughs> gotcha, yeah. Uh, here, here today, gone tomorrow, kind of thing, literally. Yeah, literally, yeah. Um, I'd like to uh, I'd like you to describe the uh, the app of the week because uh, I'm blocked by the company from going to the webpage. <laughs> so, are? <laughs> that's strange. Yeah, okay. that's uh, I guess uh, there, the app of the week is called what Discord. It's called Discord, and this is one of those apps that's picking up a lot of steam if you're a gamer or have kids who
0: are gamers. You have to think about it this way. Like if you're on Xbox, you need the live component, which is very expensive to chat with your friends. And so this company created Discord, which for them is sort of this like ditch Skype and TeamSpeak and all that. It's an all-in-one voice and text chat primarily for gamers. That's free. It's secure. It works on your desktop, on your phone. So basically you, have to, you can stop paying all these services to chat with your friends when you're playing a video game. You just go into Discord and then tell people what game you're in and off you go. And what's amazing about this app is it's very, very cool. The technology is really good. But more and more, it seems like in the past month or so, I've been hearing about companies and individuals starting their own Discord channels. So it's basically a place. It's almost like a party line back in the day, if you remember those days. I do. (laughs) Where where you can basically set it up. And so if you're doing things like a Patreon or a podcast and you want to have more of a community aspect to it, you can hop over to a Discord and create a channel. And I like this a lot because you'll remember that Twitch, which is now extremely massive, massive, which is live video stream. You can watch people playing video games. It's live streaming. Amazon bought them for a billion dollars. And now when I see Discord, I have a feeling that this is going to be a very popular platform for many people to chat and have this sort of voice conversation with. But I have a feeling it's going to be a target of acquisition very, very quickly. It's called Discord, D-I-S-C-O-R-D. It's free. So one is if you're a gamer, try it. Two is if you're sort of running a small business or want to build more community online through the power of voice and sort of more private network, check it out.
1: It's called Discord. All right. uh, Have a good flight, and uh, we'll talk to you next Monday, Mitch. I, I look forward to it. Take care, Terry. All right. Thanks, Mitch. Mitch Joel every Monday morning on social media and tech.